You're listening to Weekend Edition here on Michigan Radio. Possible objections notwithstanding, the Canadian Department of Justice has recommended that the word notwithstanding be replaced in legal writing. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth. Here with us now, University of Michigan English professor Anne Curzan. Good morning to you, Anne. Hi, Rebecca. This week, we've got a question from David. David says, I think it would be beneficial if you would explain the proper use of the words notwithstanding. I cringe when I hear talking heads on television improperly use this two-word combination. And I'm kind of getting the feeling that we are about to up our nerd cred with this one. Oh, we absolutely are. Get ready. We are about to nerd out (laughs) on notwithstanding. Now, I'm going to talk about this as one word, notwithstanding. And I have to say, for me, this feels fairly formal now. Rebecca, what about you? This definitely isn't one that I would use every day. And it's been declining in usage for about 250 years. I had to look this up to see what the debate was. And it does turn out that there's some discussion and disagreement about this word in the legal community. And I'm always interested to see what words are the focus of discussion in legal documents, because legal documents have to be read really closely. And if there's ambiguity, it can matter. So here we go. Let's talk about notwithstanding. In terms of thinking about what this word means, One way to think about it is not standing against. And this is because with in the history of English used to also mean against, which is why we can say fight with to mean fight against. So notwithstanding, not standing against, not opposing. When it is followed by a noun or a noun phrase, it usually means despite. And here's an example from Booker T. Washington in Up From Slavery, 1902, Notwithstanding my need of money and clothing, I was very happy in the fact that I had secured enough money to pay my traveling expenses back to Hampton. Notwithstanding can also be followed by a clause, such as notwithstanding that I didn't have enough money. So in that case, you could have just said even though instead of notwithstanding, right? You absolutely could. And that We'll come back to that when we talk about the Canadian Department of Justice. (laughs) So, okay, what's the debate? The debate is whether it matters whether notwithstanding comes before the noun or noun phrase or after. In other words, does it matter if I say notwithstanding the cost or the cost notwithstanding? This issue is discussed in a LinkedIn post by lawyer Matt Lichen, and let me try to explain. Rebecca, let's imagine that we are reading a document about a rule, and we read it and I say, the first sentence notwithstanding, the rule applies. The argument is that what this means is the rule applies no matter what the first sentence says. Why even write the first sentence then? (laughs) Why not just start with the rule? (laughs) Yes, but we're already dealing with the document. The first sentence is there. We have to deal with it. Then the question is, does it matter if I move the notwithstanding? If I say, notwithstanding the first sentence, the rule applies. Now, for many of us, that would mean the same thing. But there are lawyers who argue that technically, if I say, notwithstanding the first sentence, it means that the rule applying does not contradict the first sentence. So... The argument is these two can mean different things if we move the notwithstanding, the first sentence notwithstanding, or notwithstanding the first sentence. Now, even Brian Garner, who is a lawyer and a lexicographer, has written usage guides, disagrees that we have a problem here. 
he notes that notwithstanding originally came before the noun phrase. So all the people who are saying it should only come after, you should only say the first sentence notwithstanding are wrong. And it is certainly true that prepositions can sometimes appear after the noun phrase. Not all of them can, but we do say things like the whole world over. Here's the bottom line, Rebecca. <laughs> the Canadian Department of Justice, in the face of this declining usage of notwithstanding and the potential ambiguity, have recommended that legislative counsel should avoid notwithstanding. They've said most of the time it's followed by a noun phrase, in which case use despite. And if it's followed by a clause, use even if, even though, despite the fact that, whether or not, just avoid the ambiguity. Just say no to ambiguity. Well, Anne, thank you so much for leading us through the weeds on that one. We couldn't have done it without you. It was my nerdy pleasure. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.